We are I. As many of you may know, I lean towards, you know, a little politically a little bit more towards being a conservative Canadian. You know, as I get a little bit older, I realize that this actually could get fine-tuned a little bit more into uh, a libertarian Canadian. But I do find myself on the sitting in more as a centrist, but having a clear understanding of what's important to me. And a lot of this is is having the least amount of government oversight possible. And I know a lot of people need rules and to be able to control other people and you know to use them as tools and as weapons to say, hey, like you shouldn't be doing this because I don't like that. On the most minute and small scale, from our neighborhoods all the way up to our nation. The problem with this is, is when you create all these rules and all these regulations is that you then need, you don't need, you get a society that lives and starves and just has to have these rules. But if you have unwritten rules, and we've seen this in the past, when you have unwritten rules, when you have codes of conduct, you will hold yourself to a different level. We've seen that. And it happens, and it can happen, and it can prevail. You know, very simply, just keep things very simple. You know, because the one thing that I've seen with rules and regulations in my life is it it allows people to hyper-identify with some of these rules and regulations, which make no fucking sense in the grand scheme of things. No sense. Hearing the shit that people complain about, forgetting. Every time somebody complains about something that is just absolutely fucking trivial, that they just prefer it not to be that way or doesn't fit into what their life's model of expectation looks like and means to them, to their core. I look at them and be like, do you know that people are fucking starving? That kids are getting beat, that they live in a shit family? They have no opportunity. Do you know that, you know, people are immigrating here and can't fucking work under the profession that they've studied in for decades because there's no test that they can take to be able to prove their qualifications? So they might be literally a doctor or lawyer or a nurse or a dentist and they're driving an Uber. Do you know that? See, and then, so this brings me to Pierre Polyev's event that I went to in Coquitlam, BC on Sunday night. I took time out of my day. I organized, you know, a a friend of mine that I know is, if I'm going to have a good conversation politically, you know, whether it be, you know, Canadian or U.S. politics, I can have, this is a person that I go to for this conversation because I know that he's well-educated. I know that, He has a great understanding about politics. And him and I can talk all night about politics. And it's engaging and it's fun. Because we both understand. 
So him and I, we go to the Pierre Polyab's event in Coquitlam and, you know, we wait there and he has the fashionably late, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes appearance. We get there 20 minutes early because we don't really know what to expect. And by the time that we get there, there's probably already a thousand people there. So you can see there's a hunger to be able to have change in Canada. But I really went because I wanted to get to the Q&A portion. So I really was hoping that I was going to have an opportunity to be able to ask a few really key critical questions that I wanted to ask. But the thing is, like, it got to the point where he's wrapping up his speech and then he has kind of hopped off the stage. There was no Q&A part. So I felt a little disappointed behind that because it was the same old talking points that I watch on, you know, Instagram and Twitter and in the House of Commons all the time. So there was nothing new. There was actually no real gain except for him to understand that there's just another person in the crowd who's willing to support him. The thing is, I would support any conservative prime minister. It just so happens that he's saying a lot of the things that I want to hear. However, one of the questions that I wanted to ask him was, you can go to all these conservative ridings and have big turnouts for your events, some of the biggest turnouts that any Canadian politician has ever had. Great, that's awesome. But let's get to something, let's talk about something that matters. How many NDP and liberal ridings have you gone to and at the beginning of your campaign trail, was there one person, five people, 10 people at those events in liberal and conservative or liberal and NDP ridings? And is there now 50, 60, 100, 125? That's what I want to see. I don't want to see more people in conservative ridings come out to your events because we all know that Justin Trudeau has lost the last three popular votes in Canada by an exponential margin. And he's beat his own record each time, which means less and less Canadians actually want him to be prime minister every time that he's elected. But he wins the ridings. This is the problem. So if we're actually going to get to the meat and potatoes of this, how many ridings are you winning? That's the key. That's the question. How many ridings? What are we doing to be able to boost our writings? Not boost the support within the writings we're already winning. This is a number that makes no sense. This is a metric that is frivolous. There are 500 people that come out in a conservative writing. And then all of a sudden there's a thousand. Looks great. Does that help garner support? Absolutely. But it's generally irrelevant because those ridings are already won. So that was my first kind of big major key question. Because that's the thing that will allow you to be able to get into the position of being prime minister. Now, second key question is really important. Well, you know, it's great that you're saying all these talking points. But who's your cabinet going to be? Because this is the one thing that we see. Justin Trudeau is an actual fucking fall down and an international humiliation to Canada. I don't think there's very much arguing that. And he has arguably the worst fucking cabinet around him. Now, he could look like a superstar if he picked good leadership, but he doesn't. His cabinet is terrible. So, Pierre, like my question to you is, who's your cabinet going to be? Who is it? 
Like, we need to know this as Canadians because you might be able to say all the great talking points, but what happens if you pick a terrible cabinet? And we actually can't really get anything done. And you steer the country in a wrong direction because of maybe some cabinet seats that you promised along the way and it wasn't the right shoe for the right foot. Because we see that happen all the time. So is that going to be? So I need to know these questions. These these are actually important questions for us to understand. And then I want to get into one of my questions that I think is really relevant to us as Canadians that nobody's really ever talked about. A story that was broke by the National Post back in, what was it, like September, November of 2020 when the Canadian military got caught running psychological experiments on Canadians? Promoting the government's mandates and agendas and information that it wanted relative to COVID and its policies, the buy-in to get people to wear masks and socially distance and get vaccinated, all these things that we know are bullshit. How Fauci now is that nobody knows where the six-foot rule actually came in. It also just kind of what he said appeared. Think about that. That six-foot rule, all those stickers on the ground, all of those signs that were made, was complete bullshit. Complete fucking bullshit. Same with masks. We know now masks do not work. Do not work at all. And let's not even get into the COVID vaccine. All these things they did, did nothing but help economically harm our country and our citizens with inside of it. So these are some of the questions. These are the questions that I need answered that actually have substance to them so we can understand where we might be going as a country and as citizens with inside that country. So there's my Tuesday morning rant at 4.50 a.m. What's your, what's your take? What are important questions to ask these politicians outside of just like, will you defund the CBC? Yes, I will. Okay, well, great. Great. But you know that's just what we want to hear. You know that's what your voting base wants to hear. So yes, you got them to chant. Now let's talk about something important. How are you going to win ridings? Not win the ridings, you're already winning. 